0: The Speak Life podcast, sharing Jesus in everyday life. Earlier this week, Shania Twain provoked outrage by expressing the wrong view. The wrong view was voiced by the Canadian singer in answer to a journalist's question about Donald Trump. The Guardian newspaper, in a bid to inject Donald Trump into every story in the news cycle, asked for Twain's opinion of the US president. This follows a pattern in which the media's celebrity-obsessed outrage is pitted against Donald Trump, an outrage-obsessed celebrity. This mixture of celebrity-obsessed outrage and an outrage-obsessed celebrity is, of course, a rancid cocktail of spite, shame, and cortisol swilled down by each of us as we scroll through our internet news feeds. This was the context in which Shania Twain was invited to comment on global politics. In ordinary circumstances, that sentence would sound absurd, yet we do in fact live in a world in which the highest office on earth is held by a reality TV star, so I guess all bets are off. Twain, caught off guard by the question, decided to answer it, venturing into realms significantly beyond her sphere of greatest competence, that is, listing things that don't impress her much. So the singer candidly proffered her own view of Donald Trump, which would be fine, except that it was the wrong view. Reflecting the outlook of fully half the U.S. electorate, she said that she would have voted for the man sparking banshee-like howls across the Twitter sphere. The crisis has caused many social media users to question whether they can ever again trust the political opinions of pop stars. Many tweeters, having unfollowed every account that might possibly espouse the wrong view, found their safe spaces violated by Shania's triggering words. One devastated fan tweeted, and I'm not making this up, quote, Shania Twain came out as a a Trump supporter. How could my mother betray me like this? This is the worst day of my life. In response, Twain issued a series of tweets apologizing profusely for espousing the wrong view. After seeking forgiveness, she wrote, I make music to bring people together. My path will always be one of inclusivity. Ah, inclusion, you see, a trending hashtag and our highest God. Onlookers were left to wonder whether it was Twain herself who was desperately seeking inclusion, offering to mouth whatever orthodoxies the baying crowd might demand. Since the singer has recanted the wrong view, the Twitchfork mob are largely placated. For now. With the boundaries of acceptable thought policed and transgressors shamed into submission, order has been restored to the Twitterverse. This, of course, is what is meant by inclusion. It's April 24th. This is Speak Life and you're watching the live cast. Live cast, live cast welcome to the Welcome
1: to the show.
2: So there you have it. <laughs> Do you ever get the feeling it's going to be one of those days, <laughs> technology-wise, where <laughs> nothing's going to work, and it's all going Pete Tong? Hey, How, well, have, have we moved this camera somehow as well? In somehow this, in the space it's, of,
0: it's, or, or somehow the the studio is rotated. <laughs> I think it has. Let me. Uh, allow
2: we me we you. have had um, uh, uh, an absolute mare trying to get this all, stuff all sorted, and hence why at the beginning there I've played the wrong video or the unedited video. The unedited. Um,
0: yeah. Cuz usually it's just one take scribes. Normally yeah, that's, normally that's, it's so
2: slick, you know. Yeah, that's my nickname, one, <laughs> one take
0: Scrivs. Uh not
2: today. So uh anyway. We've not been here for a few weeks. We're so that's we're why rusty. we're so rusty. That's we're what totally it is. Rusty. That's our excuse. So right?
0: do you like us? Do you like what we've done? <laughs> do you like <laughs> <laughs> we We're desperately needy. Affirm us. Give uh, us value, please. Whoever, whoever is watching, Aggie, Aggie Kasparis, please God bless tell us. Thank you for sticking with us. For yeah. that. <laughs> um, so we, we, we've actually recorded a couple of different uh, theme tunes. So just this morning, we, we recorded that theme tune. Aren't we talented? <laughs> so, <laughs> but um, musical we, genius is what thought, it is. We thought that maybe that theme tune might be a little too light. Because mm. actually,
2: what we discuss is often quite weighty. <laughs> no,
0: sorry. Say, say that again. Yeah. Mm. yeah, often what we discuss is actually quite weighty. It is topics. indeed. Yes. 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 It is. Um, and uh, we need therefore an appropriate jingle <laughs> to go with the weightiness. So, um, not only did we record uh, that bouncy version, we always, we also recorded uh, this. Should this we have version. A, should we have a look? At it?
1: Live. Car,
0: So there you have it.
2: Yeah. So let us know in the comments which which one you think should be (laughs) should be the real. I know you like.
0: I know you like them both. Yeah. It will be hard to choose, obviously. (laughs) But if you are forced to choose just one (laughs) of those two exceptional ditties, (laughs) uh, let us know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we don't waste our time here. No. No. This is all for the Lord. I mean, if you've got suggestions for a style in which we could do a um, oh yeah, that's good. A theme tune. Yeah, let us know. Thrash metal next week. <laughs> I could do that. You could. I'm totally down do with that. that. I could do that. <laughs> yeah. All right. And then polka the next week, and we'll see. Um, good. Yeah. So we are we are a bit rusty. So apologies to everybody um, <clears throat> for all that we've been uh, away doing things. I've been in Northern Ireland. I've been uh over the next uh over this sort of week I'm uh, in probably the two most churched towns in uh, in all the UK really. I was in uh, Coleraine mm. in on the North Coast of the Northern Islands, and uh that was a very churched town but the but they had about uh 10 churches getting together and wanting to reach out. And you said for a population of about 40,000 000... oh this is Bangor. Oh yeah. sorry that no sorry we're talking yeah. about this, but where's
2: how many in That's a really good question. Do you know? But you said there was 80 churches in this
0: oh, something ridiculous something like, like that. that In Bangor in yeah, Bangor, Which is not a Yeah, not a huge town Yeah but uh, it was with Col rain, it was really interesting. Um, they did these video vox pops of just asking random strangers in the street questions about God, life, the universe, and everything, and pretty much everyone they stopped was a Christian, <laughs> and, like people were like <laughs> making Bible references and things, and you know yeah. I, I believe it was Augustine who once said, <laughs> like, we just want the man on the street, and they were just giving us sure, these These are things. the men and women on the streets. yeah, so. the
2: context of their, their outreach, i suppose. yeah how much, how much of that is just kind of a very nominal? Yeah, Christianity.
0: Yeah, there is definitely that. I mean, every, everywhere you go, there's got cultural Christianity, and and you know, one thing that I'm saying quite often, and that I think you know has an impact in a place like Coleraine, is I say, <clears throat> I've got two rules of thumb. When I'm speaking to someone over sixty-five and they tell me they're a Christian, I don't believe them. <laughs> I'm not rude about it, you know. I don't poke <laughs> them in the chest and say, "Prove it," <laughs> you know. Um, but if they're over sixty-five and they say they're a Christian, I'm not yet. You know, I think there's still a conversation to to be had about, well, what do you make of Jesus and that sort of thing? Because 65 years ago, it was much easier to go out into the world with a label called Christianity. Right, yeah. And, well, because I'm English, aren't I? So, of course, I'm a Christian. And so, if you're over 65, there's a a possibility that… Or Irish. Or Irish, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's the possibility that it's a nominal Christianity. But then I always say, and if I'm talking to you and you're under 35 and you say that you're an atheist, I don't believe you. You know, for the the very same reason. The very same reason is that it's very possible to be a nominal atheist. And just as the Christian in years gone by sort of picked up Christianity as a label and just wore it because everyone else was, I think it's really, uh, really common to find people who just identify as atheists. And they they haven't put more than 35 seconds into this metaphysical question.
2: And when you... And the way they live their lives in certain areas would suggest they don't really believe.
0: Right. Well, you just asked them, nothing. so what are you praying for at the moment? And they said, well, my mother's going in for an operation. Yes, yeah, like, kind
2: of oh, There was an article. It popped up on my newsfeed. I think it was a one from a few years ago. It must have been one of the memories. You know, it was about kind of when celebrities die, you know, and how it's yeah. like, there's nothing. And then it's like, no, now, you know, <laughs> Prince has got <laughs> his, you know, purple <laughs> rain in heaven. And you're yeah, like, right. hang on, what? Like. Yeah. Um. And all that kind of stuff, and actually how suddenly, as soon as, you know, particularly death is a big one, we know yeah. he's up there looking over us, yeah. you know, I know they're in a better place, and it's like, yeah. well, hang on, last week you gave me the impression right. you right. thought there was nothing.
0: They, they should update the saying, there's no atheist in foxholes, it's like, there's no atheist in Facebook status updates. Once <laughs> <celebrities> the have died. <laughs> it's, it's not as pithy, but still true. actually correct. Factually correct, so <laughs> Coleraine was brilliant, so we put on all uh, a bunch of different evening events in which I spoke on the topics of uh, hypocrisy, how come the church is full of it, and then fairy tales, is the Bible just another myth, um, suffering, um, how can a good God fit with a bad world, sex, why are Christians so weird about it, and then um, peace. How did you I basically just say, I'll speak on all the questions we've done for Thorny for Questions? For Thorny Questions, Because <laughs> I've got a load of material ready. Basically, but... just did Thorny Questions. <laughs> so, yeah. It went well, And in fact, I think the sex one was, I think because when you start talking about, there was a big case in Ireland very recently. What's well, been going on for quite a while, but the the um, the sentencing was, was very recently. So, Paddy Jackson and Stuart Olding uh, were two Ulster and Irish rugby stars who were um, arrested for rape and they went on trial and eventually they were acquitted and, and so they were found not guilty um, but then they were dropped by their teams anyway um, mm. largely because of or, or the, the stated reason was that they had actually boasted about their sexual exploits on whatsapp right to a group of people and what really struck me was that actually
2: they complete what legal
0: Yeah, it was legal. Yeah, 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 they've been vindicated as these legal sexual exploits. Um, but actually to have named them on this WhatsApp group, even euphemistically, was kind of too much. And the sponsors like put massive pressure and the team dropped them. Mm. And it just, it just sort of struck me that we do to one another things sexually that we wouldn't even name. You know, it's Jordan Peterson because we can't go an episode without mentioning Jordan Peterson. No. But he, you know, he he said, "Isn't it interesting that these days in hookup culture, people are doing to one another things that they would never name with one another? They would never actually articulate the things that they want to happen, and 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 yet they're doing them to one another." And I just thought it was interesting in 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 Ireland in this in this trial that actually actually the speaking out of what had happened was the really. You know, controversial thing, mm. and, and they ended up getting dropped. So, anyway, so speaking about that issue uh, on the Thursday nights, you, you've kind of got people. I think it was a, it was a massive cultural moment, and and good way in, isn't it? To... It's a good way in, and and then to say, look, it's not that the church has got sex right and the world has got sex wrong; it's that Jesus has a vision of sex that's just beautiful, and everybody else gets it wrong. And just the church is just the people who gather to Jesus and say, we've got it all wrong, but what about you, Jesus? So that that was really fruitful. And, and uh, yeah, I saw people trusting Jesus um, last week, and we pray that uh, they would continue to to follow him. Great. So, yeah. Yeah. So you've been busy then? A little bit. Keeping yourself busy. Keeping myself busy. And then off to Bangor in uh, in another week's time. And uh, yep. yes, to probably the most churched town in, in the UK, <laughs> but plenty of non-Christians to go around. So that's, is, that's
2: the one with the 80 churches for uh, yeah, 40,000 yeah. population or something. Or, yeah, they've got or a bus
0: going through, and uh, I'm, I'm very disappointed they didn't put my face on the bus. Oh, what? Face on the back of the bus. Man. That, that would be something to write home about. Yeah, exactly. But instead, the, you know, it's it's advertising StoryBanger. You can go to storybanger.com and figure out what we're doing and... Uh, yeah, should be a good time. Nice, cool. Now, I um, I had a little bit of a rant at the top of the program uh, about Shania Twain. Did you did you catch this story at all? Oh well, no, I didn't see it until you
2: mentioned it to me, and then I kind of picked up it. Uh, it kind of it,
0: it, it caught my eye on BBC because uh, let's see what the what is the actual um the actual name the actual headline for this. Um, story was Shania Twain apologizes after saying that she would have voted for Donald Trump. <laughs> 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 it's just interesting that that's that's the sort of the outrageous, you know, yeah, this spectacular. You know how you know how could oh, yeah. she possibly how she how could she possibly agree with literally half the U.S. electorate? Yeah. Um, is she
2: is
0: yeah. she Canadian? She's and she's yeah. Canadian. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. So they say you would have thought by now celebrities would have learned just to say what's that got to do with anything? Why why are you asking me that?
0: I'm not a politician. I know. Why does it matter? I know. But it just struck me as, like, so The Guardian wants to raise politics with Shania Twain, which is just ridiculous. (laughs) And they want to inject Donald Trump into every news story ever. And so, and and it's just ridiculous that anyone cares who Shania Twain would vote for. Like...
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm sure Shania Twain's lovely. I'm not, mm. you know... Right. But I just, I don't really care.
0: She's still she the don't. one for me. She's you know, <laughs> still just... the one I run to. <laughs> yeah. uh, these jokes don't impress me much. It, um, boom. Boom. So, but it did, it did strike me that we've got this celebrity obsessed outrage culture. And then, of course, it all orbits around an outrage obsessed celebrity <laughs> called Donald Trump. <laughs> who is just like, oh, I, I just, I long it's for. Really,
2: you look at it and you think, is this news? Yeah. yeah is this really news? Right. Like, but yeah, I mean, it's it's not like I mean, it's not like you kind of you think you know you get the the messages coming back on Twitter and you know the people of Aleppo are deeply disturbed by yes, yeah, Shania Twain's views.
0: should <laughs> <My laughs> Facebook status update. Glenn Scrivener has marked himself as safe from Shania Twain's views. <laughs>
2: Oh man I am just aware that this this camera is just gradually slipping oh, yeah. down slipping, and yeah. down we until we're going to be looking at a table in a minute I don't know what we did to it we, it was perfect it was we were
0: all set to go man drooping yeah but not there us we go. We are we are staying strong. So, um, so Shania Twain that that sort of uh, piqued my interest. Shania Twain would have voted the way that half, half the population did. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> half the population. You know, I'm not I'm not Donald Trump's biggest fan, but I just don't think it's a sensational news story.
2: It's bit, but I wonder why they would they ask like if 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 it was a British celebrity. Yes. Would they Would they ask them? I just wonder like because yeah. Uh, Canada and the whole kind of North America thing, obviously, yes. you know, diff- very different countries. But, I mean, you think why would... They wouldn't ask, like, an English celebrity would yes. they about it? Like, why what's, would they care? Like, what's
0: your view of Theresa May? Like, <laughs> Well, to, well, I mean, Jeremy, Jeremy Corbyn, you know, did sort of... Didn't exactly headline at Glastonbury, but he went on stage at Glastonbury. You mm. can't imagine Theresa May doing the same. You did know.
2: He, didn't he do some Shania Twain songs? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Man, I feel like a woman, I think, was... <laughs> one of them. But yeah, he, um... but, but there are certainly, certainly politicians who it is cooler to identify with than others. You know, Justin Trudeau, I'm sure in a, in a, in Canada is more, you know, mm. cool to identify with. You Maybe. Know, I don't
2: know. I've seen, I don't know, I think he's been slammed a bit recently.
0: But, but who cares? Like, well, exactly, yeah. <laughs> It's like I was on I was online recently. It was on some Christian website, and there was a a banner advertisement for another website where you can click to find out what each celebrity believes spiritually. Wow! And like, who care? Like, I really, why would I care what Beyonce like does spiritually or thinks spiritually? Like, is she really like? Wait,
2: first of all, you you just don't know, do you? Whether right, whether they actually what they do believe. Yes, and then it's it's also like it's not like. You know, you're you're in the work, you know, you're in your office and you find out all of a sudden that, (sighs) I don't know, Beyonce is a Christian. Hey, guys! Turns out is a Christian. Except we've got that. some cred now. So yeah, that's the, that's the credentials for Christianity. I think
0: Christians are far too thirsty for that. I think I think they do get too far too keen about that. Oh, they're a Christian. Well, wasn't therefore. there a big
2: thing? But didn't Justin Bieber sing a mm.
0: worship song in one of his sets? Or something? And doesn't he go to Hillsong in, in New York when he's there and things like that? I don't, so. I mean, why I don't do really I? Why, why do we know this? Like, and does it matter to us? No, well, it doesn't matter to me. It doesn't matter to you? No. no, Justin Bieber's
2: not really my <laughs> cup of tea <laughs> musically. Not. Like.
0: But, you know, Slipknot or something, if they were, I don't know. I've been listening to a lot of Pink Floyd lately. That would surprise you, though, if they came out as, you know, (laughs) high Anglicans.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, (laughs) (laughs) well, they're clearly pondering the
0: pointlessness of existence. Yeah, Dark Side of the Moon and... Yeah. So, but yeah, why do we care, and why why do we take our cues from these celebrities? That's 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 really what the spiritual temperature of the culture is. Mm. Like, like, forget what major religion we are. I tell you, who are our idols, right? Our idols. You know, they're they're our stars, our celebrities, and mm. we don't we don't care that Justin Bieber follows such and such a god. Like, we just follow Justin Bieber. You know, that's the, that's the spiritual temperature of the culture, right there. Right there. Mm. See, that's pithy. Put it on a t shirt. Um So the the other story that that um sort of broke yesterday, well it didn't break yesterday, but uh, certainly developed yesterday. Mark Meachin, otherwise known as Count Dankula. Uh you didn't know that? <laughs> <I> didn't know <laughs> didn't that. you know that? Okay. Well, uh be careful what you laugh at now, because he uh famously in 2016 uploaded a video to YouTube, which uh, he claims was a prank on his girlfriend. And uh, in a second, I'm going to talk to James Carey about it. James Carey's been on uh, the podcast a number of times, uh, comedy writer and... uh also very interested in free speech and uh, freedom of expression and all those sorts of issues. And I just thought the Count Dankula, Mark Meachan story um, was just a very important moment in which a judge ruled that he didn't care what the reasons were for Mark Meechin making his video in which a dog makes a Nazi salute. Um, he doesn't care about the reasons for it. He doesn't care about the motivation. He doesn't care about the context. It is hate speech, and he was fined £800. And, uh, I was quite disturbed by that. James Carey was very disturbed by that, and uh, we had a conversation about it just about an hour ago. So I hope you enjoy. It was Carey and uh, James. You are. You are... Oh, am I frozen?
3: You you, you froze briefly. Oh man! Gonna start again. Okay, sorry. Start again. It says your internet connection is unstable. What? My internet connection shouldn't be unstable.
0: i said that to me. It might it might be talking about me. We're down here in a bunker in in our sound booth, but um,
3: Okay. Mine got... is okay.
0: Okay.
3: Okay, we'll see how we go.
0: We'll get there. So I am with James Carey, who is a, a, a scriptwriter, comedy writer and a Christian to talk to you about freedom of speech and uh, and what we should make of this latest case of the Nazi dog video. So uh, great to great to have you with us on the live so
3: Thank you for having me.
0: Brilliant. So um you, you are the sort of person who uh, you, New, Newsnight might phone up at short notice and say, James Carey, do you have an opinion on this latest blasphemous comment yeah. by a comedian or things like that? Uh, yeah, it does happen sometimes? It does happen sometimes. Yeah. That, that went back to a sort of a, an incident where you were interviewing Ben Elton. Can you tell us about that? So,
3: yeah. Uh, so very briefly, I did an interview for um, a now-defunct magazine called Third Way, which is a Christian uh, magazine. And I, I've never done an interview with anyone before. Um, so I interviewed him. And we transcribed the interview and published it. And it didn't seem that he said anything particularly controversial, but th- there was a little bit that was snipped out, where he talked about um, how he was doing a, uh, a, a comedy a sitcom, and he had one of the characters say something about Muhammad coming to the mountain, and which is a, which is an expression. Right. Um, and um, and he, they basically the producer sort of said, "Oh, please have him say something else. Just don't. Let's just not have that." And he expressed that the fact that the BBC have a bit of a double standard and that he felt some element of sympathy towards Christians who feel somewhat besieged, even though he himself uh, is an atheist. And so what he said was deemed to be controversial enough to create a 24-hour, 24 hours worth of outrage and indignation whilst people pretended that the BBC do not have a double standard. and uh, um but uh, but yeah so so i ended up on newsnight and included a, a thing that i was unaware of called world have your say which is a global phone in show from the bbc world service right um, and um and so yeah obviously people have very different views across the world about these things that was a bit of an eye-opener
0: so you you were fielding people's outrage from across the globe
3: well it's kind of yeah i mean i wasn't ben elton's spokesman at all particularly i wasn't trying to necessarily defend what he was saying but merely commenting on it but uh but yeah it felt like well you know as usual 36 hours later it was all it it all there was a train crash or something and that was the end of that right Uh, move on to the next outrage yeah, yeah No. sure
0: and so th- this puts you in a space in which uh, you're a Christian and you have strong views about Jesus and he's great. Um, mm-hmm. You're also a comedian, and uh, you also believe in free speech. Tell, no. tell me, tell me why a comedian in particular uh, really wants to protect freedom of expression?
3: Well, in in short terms, um, because otherwise you could go to jail,
1: mm-hmm.
3: um, and that's and that's what we've just uh, seen when this chap was fined. Uh, this chap has been fined 800 pounds for the for training a dog to do a nazi salute um and um and and so therefore what he has done is technically committed a crime Hmm. now it's a it's a joke that i couldn't comedically defend i mean Hmm. it's technically funny what he's done um but you know we need to be very clear on what does and what doesn't constitute breaking the law and what the law should and should not be should, and, should we
0: get back to basics so tell us who mark meachin is and uh oh yes, okay. so, yeah
3: yeah so there, there's there's been a story about this jack called mark meachin who's also known on on the internet as count Dankiller. killer and uh, in 2016 um he posted a video on youtube in which he thought it would be hilarious to take his girlfriend's pug dog called buddha who she thought was really cute and um and teach it to do a Nazi salute, mm. um, and um, and he was sort of successful in that. And he there's a two minute video where he sort of successfully manages to brainwash this dog mm. into uh, into into sort of saluting in a Zekeyle form. Right. Uh, so uh, which is which is right. which works as a joke. I mean that that's that's funny that he has irritated his girlfriend by ruining her dog. Right, um, by getting it to do something that is the least cute thing that a pug dog called Buddha could do,
0: right, so the joke so, depends on the fact that being a Nazi is the worst thing you could be,
3: yeah, exactly mm-hmm. now here's the problem um, Count Dankler's personal image looks uh looks questionable because hmm. he has a particular persona and he consorts with particular people, including somebody left to his defense was Tommy Robinson, who is former head of the English Defense League, who is um, not a popular figure amongst um, the mainstream media and the, and the literati and the twitterati. So he, so when you have friends like that, people immediately start to think that you're suspicious. Mm-hmm. Um, and, so, and it may be that he actually does have deeply unpleasant views um, and that he was using this, uh, dog as a way of putting those out on the internet, but I mean, as far as the joke is concerned, that that doesn't stack up uh, mm-hmm. because the, the joke is only funny because it's such a horrible thing to do. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about this that there was there was a sense in which this this is no different from the producers, right. one of the most significant right. Broadway musicals of all time, uh, mm-hmm. based on a movie made in the '60s. Actually, quite quite a long time ago, and quite near to when yeah. uh, the Nazis were doing terrible things. Uh, right. um, and the point of that is that, uh, is that a, a corrupt Broadway producer that will close on the first night in order to commit a large financial fraud.
0: Yes, because you can make more money a with, a, with a play that f- failed yeah, than right.
3: you can with a hit, mm-hmm. and therefore the the fact that so the idea is that this this show has to be so tasteless that it won't even make it past the past the interval. Right. You know, right. the producer at one point says, "No, no, the show has to close on page four. <laughs> <laughs> um, and
0: the uh, opening song is "Springtime for Hitler."
3: It's such in terrible taste, and you see the audience watching it, sort of absolutely open mouth. And uh, it's just it, it's and it's really funny because it's mm-hmm. an incongruous image of these nice genteel theatre goers watching this celebration mm. of the Third Reich written by this lunatic mm. uh, ex uh, you know ex Nazi who's still in love with the Führer, and so now Mel Brooks is Jewish, right? Um, and therefore he is able to say and do things. Culturally speaking that others might not be able to do whether that is justified or not is obviously another issue Mm. Um, But I recently saw footage of him actually uh, Receiving an award for something. It may have been the producers and publicly thanking Hitler Um, (laughs) So I mean this is a a very very complex area And as you know, I'm writing a book about this which will be out next year in which I'm trying to show that in any joke there are numerous moving parts which makes things unbelievably complex incredibly quickly yes um so um, so
0: issues of context are just all important yeah, aren't they? they so like who says it to whom and what kind, you know like who's the targets and yeah. who are you in making that joke and
3: yeah
1: uh,
0: and, and then but actually the the sheriff or the judge in the in this case actually said mm-hmm. context does not matter
3: yeah now does that's that- that's a big worry
0: yeah. uh,
3: because i mean i think he the, the prosecution basically made the case that um, that the context could not be decided by the accused, but would be decided by the court and the judge. The sheriff uh, agreed with that, um, and that's very worrying, really, because if right. you're saying that the context doesn't matter, then even us discussing this 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 video now is in itself a a, um, a crime in Scotland. Right, right. Um, so you, so your mission, your in Scotland, Glen, may be at an end.
1: Goodness um, me, just, yeah.
3: From some of the things that you say in, in even discussing it, and there is a very provocative and funny uh, uh, Jonathan Pye video, which uh-huh. some may be interested to, to look up, uh, which uses language that is very much not suitable uh, for work or the home, I would argue. Right. Um, but it's very splenetic in in basically making the point that it's a joke um, right. and that the context is incredibly important. Right. Um, so we need to be very. Careful to say that the context doesn't matter. Now, the court must decide whether the context is is as the accused says it was. Um, mm-hmm. But but but, uh, but yeah. So so there's on one level there's the issue of the context. But th- for me, the the main issue is what what our society does now very regularly is confuses sins mm-hmm. with crimes. Right. Sins. Uh, So many crimes are sins. Mm -hmm. Most sins are not crimes. Right. Um, So speeding, going at eighty miles an hour on the motorway, Mm -hmm. is a crime. Right. It's only a sin because for preach, brother, preach. Yeah, To break break the law for a Christian is a sin. Right. Liberty to redefine the law yourself. Right. Um, But actually, there's nothing inherently immoral about driving at eighty miles an hour on an empty three-lane motorway at Mm -hmm. two in the morning. Uh, that's, don't
0: do it boys and girls, don't do yeah. it. But,
3: but yeah, that's, yeah. But that's yeah. not, so I'll mean, be I, 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 found guilty of inciting speeding.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. But,
3: but the state has decided that it is a crime to do that, regardless of whether there is other traffic, where regardless of whether it is dangerous, regardless of whether it is icy, or regardless of whether you're drunk or sober. It is a crime. Right. Uh, now there are reasons for that which, which kind of make, make sense on one level, but it is worth noting that now we sometimes say, well, Something is wrong. Therefore, it should be a crime. You go. No, 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 right. no. Adultery is wrong. Yeah. Right. But it is legal.
0: Yeah. Gossip is um, wrong.
3: A gossip is wrong. Yeah. Um, but do you so, want a
0: magistrate to ass- you know, to uh, assess whether it was, you know,
3: hate absolutely. and
0: all that kind of stuff? It, it's all blurring the lines, isn't it?
3: Now, so Dankula has received a certain amount of ostracism from people who he never liked anyway. Um, and people, but also it would be legitimate for YouTube to have taken down the video because YouTube is a private company and mm-hmm. they have their own rules. Um, and so, so it's kind of a matter for them, but for then for, but for the government to say, no, what you have said, I mean, it is, it is on the statute book. So there is a law about hate speech. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So he has in a way committed a crime mm-hmm. um, as defined by that court. Now mm-hmm. so I just think that, and what people have said is that so there are a number of um, comedian comedy writers. Um, so, for example, uh, Graham Linehan, the writer of Father Ted, um, who was a delightful man. I met him once, and he was he was extremely kind uh, to me. Um, he he has basically said that this guy deserves whatever he gets. Now, yeah. um, now the problem with saying that people you don't like should should get what they deserve. Mm-hmm. Um, by the laws of the land, you need to be very careful because soon those laws will be applied to him. Now, yeah. what if the Catholic Church had taken exception to the mm. way in which uh, his show portrayed the Catholic Church? Yeah. And what if he was then prosecuted in Ireland under under laws, which he would say are unjustified, but well, they're the law of the land. So you have to be careful that the laws that you that are squashing the people that you like will not then be used to squash you.
0: Does this explain why... Okay, so a lot of Christians are, are, are sort of lining up on the side of M- Mark Meachin on, on this issue. Yeah. But when Jerry Springer the Opera came out and Stuart Lee and Richard Herring sort of wrote in, a you know, Jesus in a nappy and all that kind of very offensive yeah. stuff, mm. uh, Christians kind of protested the BBC quite a lot when, that, when, yeah. when it was broadcast anyway. Yeah. Um, are are there significant differences in this case? Do you well, that wrong?
3: I mean, there are similarities. I mean, mm-hmm. so for example, so in that situation, the BBC is not YouTube. So the, mm-hmm. the main the main issue came when the BBC bought the rights to it and then broadcast it, and so therefore, the hundred and so the hundred or so pounds that you pay for your license fee is now being spent on something that you don't like. Mm-hmm. Um now unfortunately when you buy your license fee you are purchasing a range of views um mm. and uh, the bbc uh have a job some say they do it well others less uh, less so uh to uh, to add to reflect the views of this nation some of whom are christian some of whom are not some of whom are atheist some of whom think religion is great some of whom think religion is toxic or stupid um and so therefore they are well within their rights to to protest. They were well within their rights to, um, I mean, even if, when people set fire to things in public, I'm always pretty dubious mm. about that because that, that mm. tends not to end well, but pe- people were burning their license, uh, their TV licenses and stuff and you think, oh, I don't know sure what to do that. Mm. Um But they have the liberty to do it and if they think they should do it, well, they, then they, they should do it. That's fine. It's not a crime to do that. Mm-hmm. So I think, People can robustly make their case and people can robustly defend themselves. Um, the problem is when the coercive power of the state um, intervenes to say, this is right, this is wrong, right. you go to jail now. Right. Um, right. And I think that is something that the Christians particularly should be very, very dubious about uh, leading us towards because the right. gospel is pretty offensive and the mm-hmm. outworkings of the gospel as revealed in scripture are shall we say countercultural right. um, at best, and right. toxic and bigoted at worst, right. uh, in the views of some. And right. so I think I think Christians are now realising that the leviathan of the state is something that we want to be pretty careful
0: about. having ridden uh, it for so long. <laughs>
3: absolutely, yeah, <exactly. laughs> I mean that's that's the thing, and yeah. and and we have been used to being the dominant power um, mm-hmm. culturally speaking. Um, in in our nation's history, mm. um, and we've not done that particularly well at various points. So you know, there's lots of things that we that we have, we have done poorly. Mm. So, um, so yeah, it's a, so it is incredibly complicated.
1: Yes. Um,
3: yeah. It's a joke, but ultimately, I mean, it's a the the the, the Z Kyle dog. I mean, mm. on paper, it's funny. It's a funny joke.
0: In that it's subverting your expectations yes. and turning yes. things upside down. Yeah. And,
3: mm, when you watch mm. the video. I I watched it um, properly all the way through this morning, Mm -hmm. and it's a hard watch because he says certain things and uses certain phrases that are horrible. Very horrible. Um, Yeah, yeah. But in a way, that that's the joke, Mm -hmm. um, uh, as as much as the actual um, uh, Nazi saluting pug talk. Um, So yeah, it's a joke that I wouldn't do. Yes. Offended by, but it's not a joke that I think is worthy of an £800 fine and in the intervention of the state. Yeah. Um, I just probably wouldn't really be friends with him. Um, right, but, right, uh, right. But for some, that's not enough because, you know, because of the way society has now worked out. We want the law now to do things that actually previously society at large would do rather than, rather than the state.
0: And it would largely do them through thick communities and there's yeah. such a thing as shame and there's yeah, yeah shame yeah. and honour and let's, yeah, exactly. let's not give the ring of power to the states uh, yeah. because we might find that they're not the best keeper of the ring. Yeah. Absolutely,
3: yeah, no, exactly. Their, their track record on the use of power is also pretty, pretty poor uh, yeah. at, at times.
0: Yeah. And so just, just briefly as we close, like what's your general policy on on blasphemy in general? I mean, obviously as a Christian, when you hear Jesus mocked, um, that saddens you, maybe it angers you. I don't know. But um, where does, where does does that thought lead you as you look out at a culture in which we're in a pluralistic society and different people have different values? How should Mm. we think as Christians about blasphemy?
3: Well, I mean, one of the things that I often say is that uh, there is a very strong biblical theme um, of minding your own business. Um, so there is a lot of uh, verses which start, but as for you, um, mm-hmm. and in a way, we would do well not to blaspheme ourselves. And I think that is our primary <laughs> responsibility, right, right. Is to make sure that we are not blaspheming. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are at liberty to um, to show our disapproval when others blaspheme and that's that's fine if they don't want to listen they don't want to listen
1: mm-hmm.
3: um the problem is when we become when we become angrier than god about the misuse of his name um, right. which can occasionally happen um so for example in particular the people that you know the pharisees and the teachers of the law were actually holier than jesus mm. um and the moment we sort of start to go down that road we want to be a little bit careful that mm. our our holiness or our desire for god's name doesn't turn into sanctimony um, and into um, Pharisaism. Mm. Um, so, uh, and, and in our anger, in even in our potentially in our righteous anger, that is very easy for us to do things we don't shouldn't do and to say things we don't mean, or mm. at least we shouldn't mean. Um, so, uh, so for example, if, if you are if you don't like hearing blasphemy on the BBC, you should write and tell them. Right um, and that's fine. And if they get enough letters, they will actually assume that people really don't want to hear uh, Mm. blasphemy on on television. Now, obviously the problem comes when um, when you have fictional characters and fictional situations doing things and saying things which the writer is not in himself condoning. So in a a show that I wrote about soldiers, I I had a chaplain, a padre and people used to make jokes about her and to her face as well about her stupid religion. Now, I wrote some of those jokes, right? Um, and um, but I have to be truthful to the situation that that is what would happen in that situation. Mm. Now, if, the, if, if a viewer is offended by those jokes, a Christian being in particular is offended by those jokes, then there's sort of nothing I can do about that. Um, and it's, it's good to be offended. It's, mm. not a, it's not a sin to be offended. In actual mm-hmm. fact, if you're never offended, I would be mm-hmm. worried that you're some kind of sociopath. Right. Um, so, so I think sometimes we mistake our, our consciences um, being um, uh, being aroused for something that we've done wrong. And actually, we haven't done anything wrong. Huh. How we respond to that yes. is, really, is really important. And sometimes we can respond to that with, with anger rather than righteous anger or with indignation, um, right. yeah. and at which point we need to be a little bit careful uh, mm-hmm. before we start um, making placards and demanding people go to jail.
0: I'm always struck by Romans two. You know, God's name is blasphemed among the Gentiles because of you, God's people. <laughs> right, yeah. Like, wow, that's 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 really confronting, isn't it? You know, yeah, yeah. You you have made the name of Jesus more mockable because of the way you've carried yourself in the world.
3: <laughs> yeah. So the first absolutely. person to look
0: at is, is yourself. Yeah.
3: It's, 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 so the way yeah so the way in which uh, God deals with blasphemy uh, in the Bible is really interesting. What he doesn't do. Uh, is is then is send thunderbolts from uh, mm. the sky, um, and the sort of the time that he does one of the few times he does do that is over money, not blasphemy with Ananias and Sapphira withholding,
1: right.
3: uh, well, you know, just claiming they've been more generous than they actually have been, um, and so and it, it seems that God goes all in on that one
1: um, mm.
3: rather than the blaspheming of his name, mm. um, so. Uh, so yeah, so it is. It is puzzling, uh, and our, our priorities, even when we think that we're doing the right thing, are not always God's priorities. Right. Um, so um, right. so yeah, we need to be a little bit careful before we uh, march on parliament and demand changes to laws.
0: And just as we finish, are, are there any sort of hopeful signs uh, f- for Christians and free speech? You know, I, I mean, I think back to, you know, just we Charlie and, you know, yeah. in, in the outbreak of that, people were sort of quoting Voltaire left, right and center. You know, I don't agree with what you say, but I'll defend to the death your right to say it. Mm. Do, do, you think, do you think there is a bit of a resurgence in in free speech? And, and do you think Christians can kind of take advantage of that?
3: Uh, no. <laughs> uh, I'm not terribly optimistic about free speech, um, mm. especially in this country. In America, they have uh, the amendment, Second Amendment, which which protects them. First Amendment, sorry, um, one is guns, one is speech. <laughs> yes, uh, speech first. I'm more, first. Ambiv- I'm more ambivalent good. on guns, but um, um, but uh, but yeah, no, I, I I think unfortunately, because also the way in which we discuss uh, speech and free speech, it's sort of ironic that television, in particular, is incredibly bad at discussing television. Right. Uh, it's very good at storytelling, but it's very bad at analysis because your your eyes get bored very quickly of just people talking um, And so I think in our sort of hysterical tweeting soundbite culture We do this stuff very badly and with the Jusuy Charlie thing I mean the amount of hypocrisy based on that when a whole lot of world leaders sort of marched together Defending you know and saying suis Charlie, but basically saying well, they shouldn't have published those cartoons They kind of brought this on themselves and that what they did was irresponsible you go oh right so je je ne suis pas Charlie in fact
1: Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm,
3: so mm -hmm. you know uh, so yeah I I tend to be uh, fairly gloomy about the current trajectory but Mm -hmm. at least but at least it is now being discussed in ways um, but unfortunately you know Count Dankula is not a great um, person to put on your posters as a defense of free speech because as jokes go that's socially a hard one to defend.
0: Right. Right. Well I tried to I tried to finish on a on a high, but uh James, you just <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I
3: know. I know. But that's that's, that's the world as it is. That's you bring a
0: comedy writer onto the show and he just yeah. he just brings oh, yeah. everybody we down.
3: We're we are the worst for that. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Put um, down.
0: Great to have you on the show and we'd love to talk you. to you again uh yeah, when your whatever. book comes out next year. Um yeah. it'll be great to talk about. But um
1: Cool,
0: James Gary. Thanks so much. Cheers, Dan. Cheers. And then we'll stop.
1: Right, we're back,
0: and we're back. <laughs> <laughs>
2: we've slanted, and we've disappeared. So we, should, we should go this way or that <laughs> way.
0: Just Hello, hey. we have been more empathetic. Maybe and how maybe did that make you feel?
2: Let's get the close up.
0: Let's try feel? the close up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
2: hey.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Something's definitely gone off kilter there. Yeah, there's very few issues here. Very G- good. Generally, with things. Ben Lauer just said, helpful distinction between sins and crimes. Yeah, mm. absolutely. You know, gossip is a sin. Let's not put it on the statute books. You know, like who's then going to be in charge of prosecuting gossip? You know, it's like.
2: Yeah. I mean, the the, th- the thing I thought was fascinating there is that it's saying that what you say is not context dependent. Wow. Which is massive. Yeah. Because, I mean, it makes me think, and, and it, I've pondered it a few times. I remember seeing an interview with, um, it was Samuel L. Jackson mm-hmm. talking to a news reporter in the States. And it was all to do with the use of the N-word. Right. And of course, yeah. and a, there's a white news reporter, Samuel L. Jackson, obviously a black guy. Um, and he's asking about this. And the white guy keeps saying he refers to it as the N-word. And Samuel L. Jackson is saying, just say it, you know, say the word. Right, wow. And he's like, you know, you're not using it. You know, he's not using it in the context of an abusive way. I mean, even I'm reticent to use
0: (laughs) use it now. Are we sure that we are being heard by people? I think we are. The mic should be on. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Say uh, the N word. (laughs) (laughs) And he's basically going, look, say
2: it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But, you know, so so imagine if we're, I mean, something of another example, but I mean, if if context is not, doesn't matter at all. Yeah. Then surely, I mean, even, I mean, even the. Even the prosecution or the defence can't even use the words that yeah, are yeah, ex- said by exactly. the defendant. How do you
0: even describe the crime <laughs> if, you, if
2: you go? Well, that's hate speech. You've just said it. Right. Oh, I'm just
0: using it to defend.
2: Right. No, 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 no. Context doesn't matter. Right. And suddenly you're pushing down a quite a dangerous road, aren't you? Yeah.
0: yeah. It's like Mike. Mike Reeves. Hello. I'm still here. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Mike Reeves said that. Um, uh, so I was at a, a great day at Worthing Tabernacle. Um, where we were discussing Charles Spurgeon and um, in a a Q&A session, Mike Reeves, who is the president of Union um, and uh, a professor of uh, theology there, um, he said, yes, actually, I teach heresy at Union. Like, What? You teach heresy? He says, "Yeah, no, well, I, mean, I did the course. <laughs> you know, <Yeah>. That's right. <laughs> this explains a lot." And uh, and he said, "Yeah, I I let people know what Arius believed, and and I teach what he believed, and and mm. but I don't. Pre- if I preach heresy, that's different. different but, you know, and and I think there there is that distinction to be made. You know. <laughs> <laughs> let
1: me help you out. There. Let me help you. Out
2: oh dear, Andy, come back." We need, yeah. to, we need tech support. <laughs> nice that? Everything's falling apart. We joke, <laughs> we joked. <laughs> we did joke before Andy left that, you know, if, if after eight weeks we found that we could cope without him. Yeah. We'd just be like, oh, don't worry, yeah, Andy. Yeah, well, I think that's is, very obvious. It's that's not the case. Proof
0: positive. <laughs> and if you're listening on the podcast,
2: uh, you really
0: need to subscribe. Yeah. To, you uh, check
2: this out on YouTube. Yeah.
0: YouTube. It's a real different angle on. Thing. So anyway, so that that's the difference. Yes, you're disappearing, says Biddy Mata. Um, well, I M- mean, some... Are, many people would say that was better. Plan. That's so. a thing. I should be seen and not heard. Uh, or rather, the other way around. Um, so, yes, we shall see what happens. But James was not very um, positive about <laughs> uh, our tolerance for freedom of expression anymore.
2: I mean, and what is there? Is there a... yeah just cut to me there on the camera Um, what is the um, is there a particular statute on the books as to what defines hate speech sure I
0: just don't know what it is right okay well if anyone
2: knows and you know in the comments do let us know because it'd be fascinating to know where the line is drawn um and and how how do you define that? Because you know there are the, and and the reason. It, just in case people you know people are struggling to understand why we're even talking about this, um, because it's because I think it's James Suchman. There are there are things that we would say as Christians that, in the best in the best light, people would say that's outdated and right. We don't believe it, and in the worst mm-hmm. light, it's bigoted and hates hate speech. Right.
0: Um, right. And so. <sighs> And the, I mean, the problem with hate speech rules is you've got to somehow have a window into somebody's heart to know that they hated the other person, you know? Mm. So if I if I read out a verse about homosexuality and someone was offended and thought I therefore hated homosexuals,
2: mm.
0: they would have to know that... that <laughs> 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 you know what? You Tell you what. I'm going to hold it. Just... Uh, I'm going to hold it. Here we go. I'm going to... I've got you. You've got it's me. It's like, we <laughs> hey. what's you is- there,
2: there I go. am that works in full glorious
0: HD there we go the trouble <laughs> you're going to edit this out for the podcast there's going to be a lot of editing at it's this rate there's going to be a lot of editing the problem with hate speech is you've got to have a window into somebody's heart and understand what their intentions are and how on earth is a judge from on high meant to judge what your intentions really were with somebody
2: and 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 I think what's almost worse about this one is that he didn't even say, basically what he said was the intention doesn't matter. Right. It was like, it's what you said. Yeah. It's what you and and, says. and that's more scary, isn't it? Because at least if someone was saying, let's work out the intention, right. you know, so, you know, it happens in school, doesn't it? You know, the playground, someone said mm-hmm. something and, and someone gets upset. And so mean. I don't think they meant it right. in a way that was hurtful. And you can maybe get to the root of it and work it out. And that's so kind of okay. But
0: once you start saying, doesn't matter what your intention was just don't go down this route. <laughs> just this whole hate speech route, just don't go down it, you know? It's like we're tap dancing in a minefield with clown shoes. <laughs> and this this one is like, oh, you know, the, the bomb's gone off after two, 300 steps, and some people are saying, oh, let's only take 299 steps into the minefield. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How about we just steer clear of the minefield? How about yep. we just, you know... Which, you know, kind of makes you a free speech absolutist, which is a bit, you know, it sounds like a scary thing to be, but... I think the alternative is to give the ring of power to the state so that the state now is sitting in judgment upon you and is Mm. sitting in judgment on your motives. You know, they're they're playing the place of God, Yeah, basically.
2: I mean, I think, I generally think, I kind of just think that you should be able to, free speech is an absolute thing. If you're going to have it, Mm -hmm. you should be allowed to say anything regardless of how offensive it is. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, I mean, you don't have to, So people, everyone is uh, being offended is a subjective thing, right? You know, so like what offends you might not offend me, and so on and so forth. So how could you even possibly start saying, well, this is off limits and this is okay and that's not? I mean, there are definitely lots of you know, as a Christian, there are lots of things I would say. What I don't think you should be saying those things, right? But I don't think it should be illegal. Yeah, you don't call the cops. Pretty much anything you like. Yeah, you know. Um, Yeah, and and part of the reason is not because I don't disagree not because I I think those things. all good things when people say those things but because I know that very equally it could be flipped round and used on me just yeah, like he exactly. was talking about there with Graham is it Graham? Graham Linehan, Linehan yeah, yeah. yeah you know and actually yeah the Catholic Church could have turned around and said right you know well hang on a second your portrayal is very offensive yeah. of the Catholic Church and blasphemous right so let's get the state down on you. Yeah, um, and everyone loves the state when it's on their side,
0: right? But. Right, and you know, and Christians had it on their side for like a thousand years. So, mm. like, for us to now be, oh, I don't think the state should meddle in these sorts of things. Like, I can understand when secular people say, yeah, that's very convenient now. Yeah. Now that the shoe's on the other foot, you don't, you you want to get the state out of these these matters. Um, so we've got a lot of repenting to do. But
2: and also, I think sometimes as Christians, we we oft, we get this wrong so often that we we almost think that if we if we make society adhere to our moral values right we're somehow moralizing them into the kingdom right but we we know that's yeah. nonsense you know if yeah. we start legislating yeah i mean if if it if it became the law tomorrow that everybody had to be christian and go to church on sunday
0: uh-huh. i'd Has the kingdom won or lost? Have have we
2: really gained anyone?
0: Yeah, yeah, no. Probably not. No, and because our mission is a speech mission, therefore we should really be the first ones to be defending free speech, because literally we don't want to force people into anything because we're a, a movement of faith and you cannot compel faith. You can only try to persuade people. Therefore, speech is our mission to the world. Therefore, yeah, we should be absolutely on the front lines of these free speech things, which might sound like a really odd coalition to be standing up against Count Dan- Dankula <laughs> and saying, you know, he, he should be allowed to make his videos, but actually given what our mission is, which is a speech mission mm. that the world hates, then actually we should stand right alongside these people in principle yeah. and say, you have the right to say things that others find offensive, you know?
2: So, yeah. I mean, it, where's, where's that phrase come from? You know, I, I don't agree with what you say, but I, defends defend your, defend right, your to, right to you the just, death for you yeah, to say, to say, say it. it so
0: Voltaire I think famously said it and yeah. and it came out in the Charlie Hebdo stuff and everyone was sort of everyone was, was quoting it but um, not really meaning it <laughs> you know
2: <laughs> it's convenient uh, hashtag bandwagon to jump yeah. on for people. and
0: actually when people when people like f- like the first thing I ever knew about Charlie Hebdo was when you know the the tragedy of, of shooting up the offices and then you start to look at you know these cartoons you're like oh this is a bit on the nose <laughs> mm. and it is massively on the nose and I, I I think I think people people signed up to the just We Charlie you know hashtag without knowing oh oh yikes but but they can be offensive like
2: yeah that's yeah
0: that's the price of, of free speech and, and we should be on its side um I reckon that should do us for yeah tonight, for today well, I mean we,
2: we were going to talk about our um, thorny questions yeah um from previous weeks but um I fear your arm might drop off yeah yeah oh. <laughs> Oh look! <laughs> look at that. Hey, it's Infin- so. You, no infinity. matter which camera, it's always you, isn't it? Always you, <laughs> It's man. Always me. More you. Yep.
0: <laughs> so, yes, I. We we have we have have we talked on thorny? Have we talked about? Uh, we haven't talked other at religions. All about, thornies.
2: Um, our last two, which were, is it arrogant to say that Christianity is right? And what about other faiths okay. or aren't? all religions the same, was it? Right. So actually, it'd be good to revisit those. Yes. Because there's a lot of good stuff in there, I think. Yeah. (laughs) Not uh, our own trumpets, but what we said was pretty good. stuff
0: was (laughs) on the money. And uh, we've got links to that in the comment section of the Facebook livecast, so you can check out our latest thorny question, Aren't all religions the same? Uh, Which has a brilliant bit from William William Shatner in it. (laughs) It's worth it just to see William Shatner. It really is. Basically, tune in for that. his spoken word. But um, we'll have to do this another time because uh, I think I think that's all that people can cope with for today. That's all I can cope with. <laughs> this, this car crash of a live cast basically. Like. Uh, it'll all come out in the, in the edit. So stay tuned uh, on YouTube. We'll uh, we'll upload uh, some version of this and uh, the podcast will come out on Friday um, and you can hear James Carey all over again um, and he is worth the admission price. Mm, very good. If, even if we were not. Uh, but thank you very much much everybody for joining us uh, it's been great to be with you and uh, we will have our live cast next week on Monday mm. um, not Tuesday but Monday 1pm uh, GMT and uh, hopefully hopefully <laughs> if we get it all together yeah. and, and is Andy back that week he might even be back Ooh, wouldn't there that be go. good uh, shall we go out on the oh, sad I was over. about to say yeah.
2: should we end on, on this note okay, yeah. okay all well, right.
0: thank you very much God bless see you next week
1: Live have mm-hmm.